0: I was thinking about that song, and I'm not trying to take away anything of what she said. But, um, I remember I was sitting one day, and I kind of felt just oppression, just terrible, terrible oppression. Right after I got saved, and, and it, it was just, it was just over some things in my life, just going on, things that didn't happen, just you know, just oppression. And y'all felt that? Y'all felt oppression? And uh, I remember sitting there. I was at my grandparents' house, and I was reading my Bible, trying to read my Bible. And I just, I was just down. I didn't really, maybe I just didn't recognize it. Didn't know what was going on. Didn't know what it was. And I just felt that. And all of a sudden, I didn't realize I started singing it. I started singing that song. Just use his name. Where would that come from? Like my mouth just started going and I just started singing that song. So I sat there and I said, Jesus. 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 And that third Jesus. I know that sounds a little crazy, but. After the third time I said his name, I felt it just lift. My situation didn't change. The things in my life didn't change for a while. But I'm telling you, I felt that lift up all. There is power in the name of Jesus. By that name which is above every name by which we must be saved. There is something about the name of Jesus. Amen. So we're going to try to lift up Jesus tonight. Bless you. If the Lord would help us. Brother Jeff gave me plenty of time. Thank you. So if it's bad, it's on me. Okay. All right. So let's turn to uh, the book of John, chapter number three. The book of John, chapter number three. And stand when you have it, please. Up tonight, read for me if you will. John chapter three. It says there was. Are right there? It says there was a man of the Pharisees, named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Let's stop there. We'll we'll probably go a little later. But uh, if the Lord would help me, I'd like to preach on Tell Me Again. Tell me again. Pray for us, if you will. Father, I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, Lord. I thank you, God, for this service, Lord, and what you've already done, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, again tonight, Lord, move in a mighty way, Lord. Bless your people. Encourage your people. Edify them, Lord, and save the lost tonight, God. Lord, be my helper tonight. Stand by us, Lord, and bring us to the altar of prayer. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray. You may be seated. There was a man of the Pharisees named... Nicodemus. Nicodemus, all right, uh, so I'm going to try to say this in the right way, because I feel like the Lord wants me to say it in, in a certain way, but uh, there were some kids that I used to be involved with, and one of the kids would always come to my house, and he would ask me for all kinds of stuff, and he would, he would just, you know, just, just as kids do, you know, I want this, and I want that, and I, my daddy used to tell me this story, and it was just a just a funny fiction story i mean it wasn't nothing to it it was just it was just a story um but he would always tell me and i I would tell that that little boy this story and i would tell it to him and tell it to him and uh for the sake of curiosity i'll go ahead and tell you the story it has nothing to do with my message but just i don't know if you were like me i might wonder the whole time what was the story (laughs) so the story just goes like this it may not even be the way that dad said it but sorry this is Not very spiritual, but this is the story. So there was a family up on a hill that had a cheese wheel, okay? And they had this cheese wheel, and and it was, you know, maybe it was their, their, their whole just life savings, just this wheel. So listen, kids, this is really good, okay? So they had this cheese wheel, and all of a sudden, one day they, they got together and they said, okay, we're going to cut this cheese wheel, we're going to eat it, we're going to you know, distribute it among the, the brothers and the sisters and the aunts and the uncles. So they started doing that, they started distributing, and all of a sudden, old Johnny comes over, opens the door, and he kicks that cheese wheel on accident, and it pops off the table, runs out the front door, goes into the village, and it's gone. And they said, oh no! here's our cheese wheel bear with me here goes our cheese wheel so here it goes it's going down it's going into the village and it's gone so we said we've got to find this this is our life savings this is our our family you know inheritance so we go down into the uh into the village town and brother goes over here and sister goes over here and mom and daddy go this way and they start knocking have you seen my cheese wheel? Have you seen my cheese wheel? You know. So they go here and they knock on this door and they say, Have you seen this? And have you seen that? And finally they go to this one door and oh, just the aroma. They just, wow, it just smells so good. They're cooking something in there. And they knock on the door and boom, the waft hits them and they say, What is that? And they see the cheese wheel on the back table and they're all kids cutting it up and they're eating the cheese of the family inheritance. And the man says, what do you want? He says, hey, what are you doing? That's not your cheese. That's not your cheese. Okay? So I would tell them this... nothing to do with my myself. So I would tell this kid, he would come to my house, and he would just be a kid, you know? He'd 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 ask for things, he'd say, I want this, I want that. So I started telling him this story, and it was always different. It was always different. I'm going somewhere, I'm going somewhere. Uh, so So sorry. So uh So he would come over, and I would tell him the story, and I told it to him. The first time I told it to him, oh, they just loved it. They, they, They loved the story. So he would come back to my house, and he would say, tell me about the cheese wheel. So he would come, and maybe you know who I'm talking about. He would come, and he would say, tell it to me again, tell it to me again. He'd And this wasn't just twice. I mean, he would come over and over. Tell it to me again. Tell me about the cheese. And after a while, I was just kind of tired of the cheese story, you know? <laughs> so I'd, I'd kind of make it a little more interesting. Oh, he loved it. His eyes would get real big, and he'd laugh just about every time. And he loved the story of the cheese wheel. Well, here comes some of his friends out in the yard, and they're kind of playing around. They said, come on, come on. So they'd come over to me, and he says... Tell us the story of the cheese. And these little girls there, oh, this must be going to be great. So I tell them the story of the cheese, and he, oh, it was great. And the little girls are like, all right, you ready to go play? You know, they didn't like it as much as he did. But he loved the story of the cheese wheel. Okay, so when you go home, you can tell the story of the cheese wheel. But tonight, I'd like to preach on Tell Me Again. Amen. There are some people that are like that little boy. They come to their father, their friend, and they say, Tell it to me again. I want to hear it again. I know I've heard it 50 umpteen times, but I want to hear it just one more time. But there are there are other people that are like the other children and they come to their father or they come to, amen, to the Lord and they say, I'm tired of hearing that. I've heard that since I was a child. I've seen it on every bumper sticker that there is. I know about the cheese. Don't tell me again. But then there are some that say, tell it to me one more time. Tell it to me one more time. Amen that here back in our text we have a man named by the name of Nicodemus he was of the Pharisees now these were people as you know Jesus rebuked them quite a bit they were very religious They had a lot of head knowledge and not everything that they did was completely wrong by the way. But Jesus rebuked them many times. He would tell them, you you say good things, but you do not what you say. You you put things upon other people, but you wouldn't move them with one of your fingers. He said in one place you are like whited sepulchers. And when I was reading through that the first time, I had a life application study Bible. And it made it so clear just in the margin. It's said, uh, uh, I believe it said whitewashed graves. He said, you are like bleached tombstones. You are full on the outside. You look clean and you're white and you're pure looking. But on the inside you are full of dead men's bones. You are like whited sepulchers. Many times the Lord would rebuke these people. Though they were religious, though they would do all kinds of pious things uh, somewhat. But He rebuked them. They were hypocrites. But here comes a man out of those people. Amen. The, the, The church of God has been called the Come Outers. If you look through history all the way, I mean, I'm telling you, you can't just say, "Well, we're this or that." We used to be called Methodist people, I believe. We used to be called Pentecostal people. We used to be called at one point probably Holiness people. If you look at us, we came out. We are the Come Outers. I don't. I'm, I'm not going to get into all that. Explain all that. I might get something wrong, but. We are the come-outers. We are the come-outers from the world and from worldly wow, things. Yes, and we right. are the come-outers. That, that is what sanctified is. If yes. you say, what does it mean to be sanctified? And what does it mean to be holy? And for, number one, it means to be like Him. Wow, for He yes. said, be ye holy as I am holy. There's and This isn't in here, but there's a lot of people that will say, now you can't do that. There, there, there's no way that you'll be able to do that until you die. Well, that's fine, but I'm going to try. Hey, Amen. Because the Lord said, Be I'm ye right. holy, not yeah. tomorrow, but in this present yeah. world. Be holy, live right. godly, yeah. live righteously, yeah. live soberly right. in this present I'm world, holy. today, not yeah. tomorrow. That's right. So they tried to live right, but they were mm-hmm. hypocrites. Mm-hmm. They weren't living right. Your righteousness must exceed that of the scribes and the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. So, but here comes this man out of them. And his name was Nicodemus. Uh, if I remember correctly, I believe the, the name, y'all know names mean things, right? Especially in the Bible. But my name means something. My name in Greek is Jacob. And Jacob means supplanter. Okay? So that's my name. Have fun. Okay, so Nicodemus, I believe, meant... Uh, ruler of the people or, or something like that. you got to look it up. I can't remember. But he was a ruler of the Jews. He was not a lower class citizen of the Pharisees. He was not somebody that would just start or was just learning. He was a ruler of the Jews. And here he comes. He comes out from where he was at. He comes out from that people and he wants to meet with the Son of God. Not in the daylight but in the nighttime. And you may say that was bad and that was wrong. But he had such a hunger and such a desire for the Word of God and for truth that he wanted to get out of his bed and go find where the Son of God was and have a conversation with Him. I believe Nicodemus was one of those Amen, that saw when Jesus was doing miracles and saw when Jesus was doing things. And right before this it says that many believed on Jesus because of the miracles that He did. I believe that Nicodemus was probably one of these people. He saw Jesus. But it wasn't enough. He said, tell me again. He wanted a little bit more. He wanted to go a little bit further than what he saw. He was not satisfied where he was in his experience with God. But he saw something in Jesus Christ that had sparked something inside of him. That had so made him so hungry that he said, I've got to get out of my bed. And I've got to seek after the Son of God. If you go back and read in the Song of Solomon, there is a woman in there that did not want to get out of her bed. They had somewhat of a ritual or whatever. They would wash their feet and whatnot. And she said, oh, if I get out of the bed, then i got to wash my feet again and this and that and the other. She did not want to get up. This was, a, 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 even for me in my day, it's a big deal at 3 o'clock in the morning to get up when it's dark and to go meet one of my friends. I don't do that. I'm sorry. I don't know if you do. But I stay in bed. I stay in my bedroom. But there was something in Nicodemus that there was so hungry for the Word of God. It was so hungry for truth, brother. Where do you find your truth? He said there's truth in this probably. Maybe he thought there's something in that man that there is something real in him. And I've got to find out what it is. So it was so bubbled up inside, he got out of his bed and he went after to meet the Son of God. That's right. That reminds me of many people in the Bible that they said, I've got to meet with Jesus. There was a woman that had an issue of blood for I think it was 12 years. Mm -hmm. And she said, if I could only just touch it if I could just touch the hem, just the, the piece of His garment, if I could just touch that, I shall be whole. Maybe you're in here tonight and you've been in something for 12 long figurative years. Maybe you've been in that condition that you're in and you don't know how to get out. You've tried every doctor and every medicine and you don't know what to do about it. Maybe it's not something in your body. Maybe it's something in your mind. Maybe it's something that's been haunting you that you've done. Back down in your childhood, back down in your teen years. And you say, I haven't been able to find any relief. I haven't been able to find any doctor, any psychiatrist, any psychologist, any drugs or nothing that have been able to heal and to to help this bruise and this wound that I have in my heart. Amen. But I can tell you tonight that if you could just touch the hymn of Jesus, if you could just call name of Jesus. Amen. You shall be healed. He asked that man sitting by the pool of Siloam. He said, "Wilt thou be made whole? Listen, you're not saved. I'm sorry. You're not saved because God looked down through the portals of time and saw that you were going to live for him. You're wow. saved because you said yes, Lord. That's right. You're saved yeah. by the mercies of God. You live holy because yeah. He saved you. He didn't save you because you live holy. You've right. got that backwards. Yeah. Amen. But I'm glad that God... I don't know why. Amen. But I remember when the Lord reached down for me. Amen. Yeah. I had tried many things. I had went many ways. Amen. But the Jesus Christ of this Bible, yeah. Amen, was the only thing that yeah. could touch yeah. that. Yeah. The yeah. only thing that could heal that. Yeah. So maybe you're here. Tonight, and that's how you are. If you'll find him tonight, right. he can help you. That's right. He can help you. Amen. Amen. There was many people, there was even a man that had to get to Jesus, and he's this oh well, his friends actually did it for him. Yeah, good friends. They tore the roof off and they lowered him down. They ever tore a roof off trying to get to somebody? this it's a celebrity. People do that. Crazy stuff. But this was for a good reason. This was for Jesus. They tore the shingles back. Could you imagine being in the place? I know I'm taking too long. Y'all bear with me. Could you imagine being in the place and something... Oh, the hand? you know? And they're coming down and here he comes. Oh, this man on this bed just kind of can't move. And Jesus... I expected this. This is fine, you know. Yeah, right. You shall be healed. Your yes. sins be forgiven. You yes. realize he said, "Your sins be forgiven thee." Yes. Amen. Right. Yeah. All right. Amen. The same came to Amen. Jesus by night. Right. This man was hungry. Are you hungry for the truth? Yeah. I was talking to one lady that I used to work with. She said, it. "Anyhow, uh, she used to be a, a Jehovah's Witness, and she had been hurt by the Jehovah's Witness. They had left and whatnot." And she, I, I asked her. I said, "Why don't you go to church anymore?" And she basically told me, "I don't know where to find truth. I, I don't know where to find that. This is where you can find it. This is where you can find truth. You, you may not, you cannot find it. Uh, you might find a little." bit and everything. Listen, you can find food in the garbage can, but I don't want to go in there to eat. Okay, uh, But you can find a little bit on Telegram. You can find a little bit, amen, on YouTube. You can find a little bit on, maybe on Facebook. I don't know. Amen. But this is where truth comes from. Amen. The, the pilot got up, I believe it was, and he said, what is truth? There are many people in our day that they said, what is truth? And where can I find it? Truth is Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the word of God God is truth. Amen. Amen. I still believe the Word of God is truth. I still believe that it is applicable for us today. It's not not outdated. It's not expired. It hasn't curdled like old milk. It's still useful for us in 2023. You can still take these words out and take them literal and apply them to your life. They are still help to our soul and help to our bones and will still help us if we'll read it. Listen. Yeah. I know I'm taking too long. Oh I'm sorry. Oh God. God. You don't have to have a a, a doctorate degree no. to read the Word of God. No, yeah. You don't have to know what pneumatology is and eschatology and all those ologies to read the Word of God and to understand the Word of God and to live by the Word. You don't have to do it. I've heard some people, well, you've got to have, and I'm not against Strong's. I use Strong's to study for this message. But I'm not against that. But I've heard people say, you've got to have a Strong's. You can't read the Bible without a Strong's. Well, wait now. This thing is what? On a third grade, fourth grade, something like that level? If you can't read third, you know there are people that couldn't read on a third grade level and they said, God, I want to read this book. And yeah. God opened their eyes to read this yeah. book. Yeah. Amen. If if, uh, if uh, an old country Georgian with no education can read this book, amen, and it can change his life, amen, it can do it for you too. Amen, if a man that can't read can read this, amen, you can read it. It's still alive. It's still applicable. It's still real for us today. If you'll just read it and take it. You don't have to understand all the big words. You pray about it and God will help you. But you read what you can. You understand what you can. And you eat what you can. Alright. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. He got up in the... uh, I don't know if he was in bed but he got up in the darkness and he went. The reason being was because of the people around him. He was doing it for safety. I don't know if they would have put him in jail, if they would have killed him or if they would have just ridiculed him. Either way, he was trying not to do that but he wanted... Uh, may not have been the most ideal way but he wanted to meet the son of God he went in darkness I thought about this uh, earlier that darkness, Jesus said that men love darkness rather than light. Because why? Because their deeds are evil. They would rather be hidden somewhere in a dark crevice and do what they want to do and not anybody see them. Amen. No wonder the bar hopping goes on at midnight. No wonder all the drinking and the drugs usually happen. Amen. When it's dark and after the sun goes down. Because their deeds are evil. God is light and light exposes. brother. Amen. Darkness hides, but light exposes when Saul looked at Samuel and said listen I want you to just come out and I want you to just worship and make everything seem alright he was going back into the darkness and he was saying no 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 I don't want anybody to see what I've done and I don't want God to see it. let's just act like nothing's happened but when David said Lord I have sinned against you and you only have I sinned and brought out my transgressions when he brought them forth he laid them before the light and he allowed God to shine on them. He didn't hide them. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. No wonder so many churches, they turn the lights off. I think I've already said this, but I think it's kind of funny now because I don't agree with it. But when I first got saved, I got into a wholeness church and I said, wow, they leave the lights on in here. That's weird. I get in this church, I'm going to change that. I'm going to turn these lights off. Please don't turn the lights off. I won't be able to see. Thank you. Okay. But there's a reason why they do that. There's a re- I've never talked to them. This is just my observation. I don't know. But they don't want, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't want the congregation to feel judged. But brother, how are we supposed to be, have our things fixed if we don't bring them before the light of God. If you make people so used to hiding their sins, that's probably what they're going to do when they go home and they go into their prayer closet and they say, God, everything's fine. Amen. The Pharisees were talking about Nicodemus. I'll get back to it. I'm sorry for being scatterbrained. But the Pharisee and the the sinner man, they got up. Two men were praying and the Pharisee said, Lord, I thank You that I'm not like other people. Amen. One preacher put it this way. You are like. Other people. You're made exactly what they're made of. There's no difference between you. And if they went away and left God, amen, you've got it. And we've got to be careful, amen, not to fall into the same condemnation that they fell into. But that sinner man got up and he smote his breast and he said, God, be merciful to me. A, bring it under the light. A, sinner. Amen. Amen. God doesn't want us to stay that way. God wants us to be holy. Amen. But brother, if you don't recognize what you are, you'll never be able to change. That's right. Amen. Amen. Alright. I'm preaching on, tell me again. Tell me again. I still believe in the book of Genesis that God made the world in six real Days. Amen. They didn't. I, they didn't last thousands and millions of years. No. It was that the Bible describes what a day is: right. the morning and the evening. first day. The second second day was the morning and the evening. The morning and the evening was the third day. And so on and so forth. That was a 24 hour day. That was a real life like we know it day. That's what God made it in. I still believe, amen, that God made man from dirt. I still believe that Jonah and the whale happened. That he got swallowed by a big fish. And it spit him up after he prayed in the belly of the whale. I still believe, amen, that the Bible is right. And we Can take it as the infallible word of God. Amen. I had a a, a Bible not too long ago, it had a typo in it, but that ain't what I'm talking about. We'll correct that. That's not the Bible, that's just a typo. Amen. But the word of God is still applicable for us today. It's still right. Amen. I still believe that Jesus Christ died on a cross. I'm preaching on. Tell me again. There are some folks that say, I don't want to hear that again. There are some folks that go around, Amen. Listen, brother. There are some folks that Go around and they say, "Listen, I want to hear a new sermon. I want to hear a new message." But brother, the message is not new. The message has been the same for years and years. And yet we read it, and it's like fresh manna to our souls. There are still things we find in the Word of God that you say, "I never saw that in there." But brother, it's not new to God. It's been new no. to us. But it's not new. I'm preaching on. Tell me again. Jesus died, brother. I don't know of anybody who got in a tomb, amen, and stayed in a sealed tomb for three whole days with no air and no water and survived. But brother, before they even put him in there, he was dead as a doornail. They put him in the tomb for three days and he rose again the third day. I still believe, amen, that after he rose again, he said, tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Amen. I still believe that there is power for the people of God. That's from. On high, amen. I still believe that Jesus Christ ascended up to the Father, amen. I still believe, amen. That He got His napkin, I didn't want to do that, and He got His napkin, and He didn't ball it up, brother. He folded it up all nice and neat, and He laid it by His grave clothes. The reason was He was saying, and you can get into this later if you want, amen. That He, I'm coming back, I'm not finished, I started something, and there's more to be done. Now, He said on the cross, it is finished. But he said, I'm coming back. Amen. Amen. I still believe He's coming back. Don't you? I still believe He's coming for a church that's holy and white and spotless. I still believe that He's coming for a church. And we're going to reign with Him for a thousand years. I still believe that He's coming for a church. And we're going to live in that heaven. Amen. With Jesus. For eternity. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. Amen. But when I think about being in heaven. For eternity. Amen. No pain. No sorrow. No sin. That makes me a little excited. Amen. There's no back doors. There's no getting kicked out. Amen. I'm going to be there forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I still believe that on the day of Pentecost, the power from on high came down. Yes. Amen. And, and tongues of fire sat upon each of them. I still believe that the sign for them is the same as the sign for us today. Amen. I believe they spoke in another language. Amen. That they had never learned. But that those people from all nations of the earth had come after it was noised abroad. And they heard every man speak. Amen. They heard them speak in their own language. I still believe that that is the sign. Amen. That everybody ought to have amen. that comes with the power of God that comes with the baptism of the Holy Ghost brother you can go and heal people the disciples did it you can go and hear a great sound of a wind amen the disciples did it you can go and preach to others amen the disciples did that but when the day of Pentecost had come amen the power of God fell they spoke with another language which they had never learned before I'm preaching on tell me again. Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe some of you know. Amen. What I'm talking about. But can you imagine that little boy. Amen. Looking up at me. Amen. All I've got is a story of cheese. That's all I've got. But he says tell me again. I want to know it again. And when I tell it to him. It's like the first time I told it. Amen. I, oh God have mercy on our souls. There are times when we get cold and dead. And we go to read the word of God. And we say here we go again. Numbers in Leviticus in Deuteronomy. Amen. But when we read the word of God I pray that God will give us a fire and a hunger again that when we go down to our devotions that we say God tell me again. Tell me again. Amen. Preachers are not going to preach to you if they're from God. Some new thing. Listen, if if I get up here and preach to you something that you've never heard before mm, check it. Make sure it's right. Okay. Make sure Jamie didn't you know say something, say, call Noah Moses or, or, or say something that wasn't, you know, make sure, because this is the same. Yes. This is the, it don't have to be boring. No. It's not boring. No. Hallelujah. No. I thought the other day I was at school, I said, man, the, the, Living for Jesus ain't boring. That's right. <laughs> That's true. But anyhow. Amen. Uh, it, it, it's, it doesn't have to be mundane. It doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't That's have right. to be same old, same old. We That's can right. get a revival fire in our hearts. Amen. 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 In our prayer calls. And brethren. In our devotion. That when we read the word of God. That we'll say God. Tell me again. Amen. God will be coming to get us a song. Tell me again. There are, there are folks. That after they got saved, they loved to hear those old stories. They loved to go to the men and women of God and say, tell me a story that God has done. Tell me what the Lord has done. Amen. There are folks that love to hear the stories of brother so-and-so getting back on the back of the folding chairs and dancing on the back of the folding chairs. Amen. There are folks that love to hear the stories. Amen. Uh, 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 Brother Gallagher told a story when he was in a big plane. I may tell it wrong, not Dwayne Gallagher, his daddy. I cannot remember his name. But anyhow, uh, brother, Gallagher. brother Gallagher. Thank you, Brother Gallagher. So Brother Gallagher, uh, Clifton Gallagher, thank you. Uh, Clifton Gallagher, I believe, was on a big, big plane. And I may tell it a little wrong, but go ask Brother, brother You know, uh, But he was on a big, big plane. And him and some preachers, I think they were coming back from probably a missions trip or something like that. And they were on this plane and a man across from somewhere in the plane he had fell out and was on the floor so all the preachers got up okay we're going to go and they, they went and started was going to pray for this man so they started praying for this man I don't, I don't believe they knew the man and the Holy Ghost fell while they were praying you know they were just praying and the Brother Gallagher started speaking in tongues he started speaking in tongues okay didn't really think a whole lot of it but the man got up he was fine went back to his seat everything went back to normal and I believe when he was walking back to his seat this lady probably of dark skin complexion came up to him and said Sir, tears running down her face. Where did you learn to speak ancient Egyptian? And he said, ma'am, I, th- I think he said something like, I-, I don't even know how to speak English well. I mean, I, I don't know, ancient Egyptian. He- she said, well, you said, my Jesus, come and heal him right now. Yes, Hallelujah. Amen. There are folks that say, tell it to me again. Amen. amen. If God did it for them, my friend, amen, amen God can do it for us. Amen. amen. If God can- do it for them. Amen. Uh, there's folks that still want to hear the stories. Uh, amen. Uh, when the man got refilled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, and he got up and spoke in another language. Uh, amen. And there was a man in the back. Uh, and he understood what he said. Uh, amen. There's some folks that still want to hear the stories. Uh, amen. Of uh, the preachers jumping the pews. Uh, amen. Of uh, the men of God. Getting full of God. Uh, in a revival. In a kind of prayer. There was one lady. I just thought of it. There, there was one. She was praying. She said in the Azusa Street Times. Uh, during that, that time period. She said, "God is—is is the gifts of the Spirit really for us still today?" And she was praying and praying this and, and seeking the Lord. And after a while, the Holy Ghost came on her. She spoke in tongues and she interpreted it. I don't know if this always happened, but she interpreted it while she was praying by herself. okay, she got up, went to the service, went into the service. Now, now you do know that not any prophecy is given any private interpretation. But she went into the house of God, and somebody began to speak in tongues and. Somebody else got up and interpreted, and you know it was the same interpretation. God was letting that lady know, yes, my word is still the same. No, I have not changed. By Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forevermore. If He said be holy for them, He meant for us to be holy. He said the power of God was for them, amen. Then the power of God's for us, amen. If we need to read His word, and it's still applicable for them, and it's still applicable for us has not changed she was letting her know yes it's still for you today amen do you believe the word of god i want to preach on tell it to me again do you believe the word of god or is it just this old book that's mundane and hard to understand this is alive this is real so let's all stand Amen. I'm going to Cornelius. The, the story of Nicodemus, it goes down. And it says, remember I said, truth. He was seeking after truth. He says, verily, verily, I say unto thee. That means truly, truly. Okay. But he says, verily, verily, I say unto thee. Except a man be born again, he shall not see the kingdom of God. Yeah. Number one, have you been born again? Right. Nicodemus said, what, what, what do you mean? You mean... Can a man go back into the mother's womb and be born a second time. He said, don't marvel that I've told you this. He's talking about a spiritual rebirth. It's going to affect the physical, but he's not talking about that physical. But then he goes on, and Jesus is talking and and expounding unto him the truth in the kingdom of God. And he said, for God so loved... Oh, brother Jamie, we've heard that so many times. We've been riding down the road. We see it all over, every church sign and everything. But he said, for God so loved the world... That's what you I mean. That He gave His only begotten Son. Not Lucifer's brother. Amen. But His only begotten, His special, yes. His only begotten Son. That whosoever, not chosen people, not this person and not that person, and, and this one and not that one and maybe that one. and that, No, but whosoever will. Uh, you know the rest. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. And whosoever will, believeth in Him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Tell it to me again. Amen. So maybe you're here tonight and cold. And you say, ah, it's just, just an old thing. Well, Let's come. Let's pray. Let's get a new, a fresh fire. Amen. Like we used to have. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. There's been times in my life I've gotten cold. And God let me see the backside of His glory again. And it caught me on fire again. Amen. So let's all come. Let's all seek the Lord and pray while this. There's never been a man like Jesus. He watched my burning away There's